Welcome to Clean Air for All by Yuhu. It's a podcast from Yuhu about creating a healthy home and life with good indoor air quality. Each month, we will speak with experts and share helpful information and insights about anything and everything that concerns the air we breathe and how we can protect the health and safety of our homes and families while we stay indoors. From understanding indoor pollutants, the benefits of ventilation, the importance of continuous air quality monitoring, to new technologies and more. Hello, everyone. Wherever you are, we are here with you. Welcome to our second edition of Clean Air for All by You, our podcast that is all about creating a healthy home and life with good indoor air quality. My name is Matthias Gelber. I'm really happy to be your host. I've always had a passion for the planet, for its people, and I turned towards indoor air quality monitoring when my baby daughter was born four and a half years ago, and I became one of the first customers of Yahoo, buying a device and making sure that I know what's going on in my home and with our family. And I have the great pleasure of having again Caroline Plazowski with us. She had amazing content during our last podcast that hopefully you have listened to already. Otherwise, I will highly recommend you to go back to it. She is nationally recognized as America's healthy home expert, and she's the CEO of My Healthy Home. She has been an indoor investigator for 25 years, and she has seen 30,000 homes from a point of view of what's happening in there. So, Caroline, welcome back to our show. Today, we will cover devices, technology. Mm. What can help us take the next step to actually, after we understand and have monitored our home, we focused on that last time. We understood the relationship between potentially bad air quality and significant impacts on our health, on our cognitive functions, on our life expectancy. And today we want to focus on what tools and devices are out there to really help us to clean up. Welcome back, Caroline. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I think that this is an amazing opportunity for technology. So we have a, at our company, we have a model, which is called our trifecta. So a, a triangle, if you will. So if everyone can envision a triangle and there's three aspects of that triangle that have to work together in order to have a healthy home. So the first one is, as we discussed in the first 20 minutes of the podcast was education. We have to educate all of us, the consumers, what to look for, why there can potentially be health risks, disease state activation, all of these things from pollutants and chemicals in our home. So ed educating the consumer. Then the second piece of this triangle that we talk about involves technology. And that's where products like Yoohoo come in. Very important to be able to monitor. We need technology to help us advance this idea of a healthy home because it doesn't just happen from education. And I'll give you an example. So say I educate you about, let's take a topic, maybe gasoline and that you don't want to store gasoline in your home. Perfect example. You're educated. You don't have gasoline in your home. But then all of a sudden, your landscaper comes and he's cutting your grass and you get a high concentration of gasoline from an exterior source that had nothing to do with anything you were doing. It has to do with the landscapers and their power equipment. And now you have a high concentration of gas in your home and you don't know how to ventilate. 
unless you have a technology device telling you to do so. So you could be highly educated, know the, the cause that gasoline can contribute and be a carcinogen and be cause poor air quality. But if you don't have a device telling you, an outside source could be contributing. So it's that trifecta. And what also goes into that trifecta or those three categories is education, technology, and building science. And you and I have kind of touched on that in the past, the importance of how we build, how our houses are built, the products we use. And so those three things have to come together in order to create an environment. So to hear today, we're here to talk about technology and why we need it in a healthy home model. Great. Excellent. I think last time we focused a lot more on education, the basic understanding of why this is important, technology today. Now, Caroline, what type of technology would you recommend for our listeners and uh, how do they work? And is there a guarantee that they will do the job or it's quite a complex uh, subject because there are so many different devices out there that people can, what are your starting point tips for us? So the biggest thing is humidity. So when we talk about humidity, the reason it's so detrimental to a home and one of the key aspects to controlling how healthy your home is, is because humidity provides moisture, right? And so we're talking about if you're at a temperature, say of 72 degrees Fahrenheit and you have low humidity, you'll feel very comfortable, right? You won't be hot. You will feel not sticky. You'll feel calm and cool and comfortable. Well, when that humidity- uh, Sorry, Carolyn, how much is 72 in Celsius? Because oh, that's a good question. I, I, I'm so I'm, bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm not clued up on Fahrenheit and we might have listeners as well. Is it like something, you know, I, I should have, yeah, you're getting the calculator out. That's excellent. Yeah, how we have to do it because I'm so bad because we always use Fahrenheit. <laughs> so if we're at 72 Fahrenheit, we're at 22 degrees Celsius. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice, right? So that's a very comfortable feel. But if we add a bunch of humidity, now all of a sudden the humidity outside, maybe we even take some showers in the house, we do some cooking, we make some pasta, we mm. put a lot of moisture in the air, and all of a sudden that humidity starts to creep up, that water vapor, and it goes from 20% to 80%. Now all of a sudden that 22 Celsius or 72 Fahrenheit is sweltering. We feel hot, yeah. uncomfortable, sticky, that sticky, nasty feeling, and that's because of humidity. Humidity mm. can change how we look at a home. And so what's interesting is I get always tell all of my clients. So I've seen a lot of homes over the years and everyone is required to get a humidity monitor. I want you monitoring not so much temperature anymore. Temperature is important, but humidity. Mm. And why is that? And real quick, humidity is a food source. It allows bugs to come in. They say, oh, there's humidity here. The bugs want to come in. They want to have the moisture. Mold wants to grow because of humidity. Dust mites, dander, all of those things proliferate. Dust mites love humidity. So if you keep your humidity low at under 55%, you won't have dust mites. You get high humidity. Guess what? Dust mites say, I'm going to hang out here, cause you allergies. <laughs> you, you're describing the reality of Southeast Asia. This <laughs> is our, our climate here. We have high humidity. And, you know, it's so difficult to get rid of ants and all sorts of other little bugs out there because they love it. And the mold grows like crazy as well. I mean, it's really difficult. So how could we reduce significantly the humidity, which is a continuous challenge here in this part of the world? Dehumidifiers? Yes. 
dehumidifiers, and also it's interesting, heat. So humidity works in a really interesting way is if you actually add heat to a space, and this gets complicated because then you get too hot, but by Mm. raising temperature in a space, you'll actually drop your relative humidity. So for example, if you were at 72 degrees with 80% relative humidity, and you simply added five degrees to that temp, your relative humidity will go down. So they work in opposition to each other. So always remember that the higher temperature you can stand, I mean, you don't want to be sitting in a room and be in you know, an uncomfortable Fahrenheit or Celsius where you're uncomfortable, but you want to raise temps in buildings as high as you can to keep humidity lower and then use things like dehumidification and dehumidifiers are very important. And that's to keep these little microorganisms not wanting to be in your environment. It's like when you give them water, it's like giving them chocolate cake or cookie or sweets. <laughs> they want to hang there and be with you and you don't mm. want that. I'm just wondering whether what you just described works for Southeast Asia as well. I guess that's the the behavior of buildings in North America. Here we have this very high humidity and high temperature, and usually we use aircon to push the temperature down. But I remember my friend Gregor, who, who is a famous building consultant, he said as well, we need to focus more on humidity to actually reduce energy consumption. But if we were to push here we have already high temperature, like 28, 29, and we have right. that combined with high humidity. So we we are really, we're trying to do both. I think here, reduce the temperature sure. and, and reduce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're in a climate where it makes it challenging because it's already too hot, right? You can't yes. add anything. And so what air conditioning does or air con is that it allows us to take that humidity out. That's a benefit of air conditioning. Mm. But what happens, so in your climate, you can run a lot more air conditioning, which is good. As long as you're servicing your HVAC, making sure that it's clean, you don't have mold, you service it properly, you can run a lot more HVAC. Where we get a lot of problems is when climate becomes, you don't need heat, you don't need air conditioning, and you've got high humidity. That becomes Mm. a big issue. And also making sure those HVAC systems are operating properly, making sure that they're sized appropriately. So you can do this two ways. You can run your HVAC to get that Mm. humidity out, but you've got to service and make sure you're taking care of the unit, or you can also use dehumidification. And that's what we try to do to control that humidity. And it's key. I mean, you have to do it or you're going to have a lot of contaminants and an unhealthy home. Yeah. Yeah. In this part of the world, electricity is very expensive. So I guess if you get your air conditioning, better make it an inverter to save electricity and reduce your carbon footprint. Otherwise, mm-hmm. your carbon footprint will go through the roof. But those are <laughs> those yes. are really, really great tips. I think as well, another thing that I've learned is if you choose a location that's naturally a bit more cool or windy in Southeast Asia, you can potentially avoid the need for air conditioning. And then a fan creating the air circulation that can possibly do the trick and make you feel comfortable already. But then looking at the other pollutants out there, issues like we have open burning here in the Philippines. Mm. It's illegal, but it happens all the time. And depending on what neighborhood you live in, it's difficult to avoid. If we have, and I can share this story, my wife was knocking on my door in my office and saying, hey, everybody's complaining in the neighborhood. You know, it's so aggressive at the moment. Yeah, I hadn't even realized because I have a device in my office that prevented the VOC from me detecting it. Any, <laughs> any clue what that device could be? 
<laughs> little quiz it, question for you and our listeners. Yeah. Using um, a type of filtration or a, a, a needlepoint ionizer. There's so many different technologies you could be using to reduce VOCs. Spot on, Caroline. I have a bipolar ionizer and I was amazed. Even my wife was surprised that suddenly she said the smell of the kitchen isn't in our clothes anymore. <laughs> and I recommended it to my dentist and the dentist said, hey, Matthias, suddenly my wife hugs me when I come home before she always said, oh, you smell like coming from the dentistry, <laughs> but the smell is gone. So it's it's actually quite surprising. And I think it, it has reduced as well the, the VOC counts in our house, especially with with scenarios like that, where we get the it's it's plastic that people are burning. And when mm. people are burning plastic, the, the smell is quite aggressive, actually. And, and now we see a lot with forest fires, depending on what parts mm. of the country you live in, especially, you know, on the on the West Coast of uh, the United States. We see that as well. So there's lots of things external to you that can compromise your indoor air quality. And so mm. it's very important to be monitoring or have some type of device that provides you this information and gives you a warning. And so with humidity, with the Yoohoo, for example, humidity, I love that it tells me is your humidity too high? Is your humidity too low? And those are key aspects to creating a healthy home. You can't create a healthy home without controlling your humidity. It's impossible. So it's got yeah. to either be done through mechanical ventilation, building science, has to be done through dehumidification, air con, conditioning, any of those things. So it's fascinating. And, and definitely we need technology to do all this stuff for us. Yeah, I, I, I think getting that Humidity right is so good for your health and so good for the longevity of your home and everything else. What about HEPA filters? Do you use HEPA filters at home? Do you recommend them? Absolutely. So there's a lot of technologies and I, I challenge people to, before you do anything, you need mm. to get a device to monitor and know what your problems are because not every technology or every filtration or every purifier is good for your solution. So you just mm. used an example of the needlepoint bipolar ionizers. They're perfect for VOCs. We use them a lot in new construction. I find them to be very successful when people do a new build. They've got a lot of chemicals mm. and we want to reduce them. They have no ozone and they're specifically allocated for that problem. It's the same with HEPA filtration. So when you have a lot of particulate in the air, maybe you have, you know, we talked about smoke. Maybe you live in a congested area. My clients that are over the age of 65, for example, and live in big metropolitan cities, I mm. recommend everybody have a HEPA filter. And why? Because it actually can improve your cardiovascular function by using a HEPA filter by 8%, which is an incredible amount. And as yeah. much as some drugs and big pharma can do. So it's important that these filters and these purifiers you know what the problem is and you're picking a purifier or a filter to accommodate the problem that you have and not just putting something in and saying, well, I don't know what my problem is. I just don't feel well and I'm going to put in anything. You need to monitor and know what you have and what's wrong. Great, great. I think very important point. First, understand the problem and then go with the right solution for the problem. Now, maybe we are already entering a post-pandemic world, but obviously the risk of infection is still around. Who has a indicator as well for minimizing COVID risk. But in general terms, what kind of strategy for managing your indoor air quality and devices do you recommend for reducing your COVID risk inside of a home or an office? What's interesting about COVID-19 is that it's pushed this 
idea of a healthy home, a healthy environment to the forefront, right? It forced us all to have to realize we're a community. We've got to address this issue. But then also what's interesting is that we sort of know, and as an indoor air quality professional, I don't believe that COVID-19 is the last pandemic virus we're going to see. I believe, you know, we've got all kinds of swine flu and other things that exist in the world that can really be a detriment. So we know we have to start doing a better job of controlling and filtering our indoor air. So with that being said, we always want to dilute, bring in more fresh air, more ventilation in whatever capacity, whether that's opening your windows, opening your doors. But again, paying attention to that outside environment, because if it's real humid and smoky, you don't want to be bringing that air in, right? That could make it worse. So on good days when air quality is good, we open our windows, we ventilate. There's a lot of technologies now with ERVs, energy recovery ventilators that allow us to bring fresh air in too, and then providing filtration. And there's so many interesting technologies now that have come out because of COVID-19. We see a lot of hydroxyl, you'll hear the word hydroxyl systems that help to purify the air. We see a new technology called heated HEPA, where actually the filter gets up to 400 Mm. degrees within this system and will eliminate any anthrax, will eliminate... COVID-19. And this was actually tried on actual virus in an infectious Mm. disease lab, one of the largest in the United States. They did actual testing. So what you want to know is, was your device actually tested on real viruses and real contaminants or what we call, I put it in quotes, I'm putting my air fingers up, but we Mm. say a COVID-like virus. I like to see technologies that were actually implemented in real life situations. But there's a lot of good technology out there now that is making us able to filter the air and help reduce contaminants. Great. Thank you so much, Caroline. The solutions are out there. It's just a question of us understanding first, what issues do we have? And then adopting the solutions that can solve the problems for the benefit of our families, our communities. Sharing is caring. Make sure everyone that you are responsible for has good indoor air quality so that you can truly have my healthy home supported by caroline thanks so much caroline it's great to have all your expertise being shared with us i'm so thankful our readers are thankful and hopefully we will have you again in the future in one of our shows because i think you have a lot more stories to tell and a lot more additional wisdom to share with us thanks so much caroline i appreciate being here